welcome. I'm Joe, And I'm Roddy. And you've joined us for... Stage Door! We have a fantastic hour for you, talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the Curtain. We're giving you the inside info of all that's going on nationally, locally and digitally. Snooping around backstage to bring you the news and the gossip. Then, of course, we'll highlight our pick of the week. You can join us and take part in Name That Show. Yep, that's where we ask you to guess the musical from three brief clips of songs. And then there's our quick quiz where Roddy's hoping to do better than ever. (laughs) (laughs) And then later on in the show, don't miss Out of the Vault. That's where we share the plot from a show that you might not have heard of. Then don't miss our fantastic spotlight interview with the cast of Bedknobs and Broomsticks. And that's all packed in before midday here on Stage We're right across the Thames Valley. This is River Radio. Yeah. Oh, good to see you. Here we are. Nice to see you too. Coffee in hand. Coffee in hand. It's a bit of a tradition now, isn't it? It is. And now, last week, somebody asked me, Ollie had mentioned in our Spotlight interview, Source Fours. Okay. Just casually, you know, just dropping a term in. So before you ask me on a quiz, I thought I'd look one up to find out what it is. Now, do you know what a Source Four is, I actually don't, Roddy. What is it? He talked about it in a way that I knew from context. He meant a light. But I looked it up and at school we learned about Parkans and Fresnel all the sort of basic lights. Well, it turns out they sort of replaced Fresnel's in the 90s when I was at school, and then they replaced um, Fresnel's Parkans as well. So um, they're oh. sort of standard theatre light is what that meant. Okay. There you go. Thank you very much. No, no problem that, at all. That's awesome. Um, that's I've got really, a lot really cool. of fluff all over my T-shirt, which uh, has it's come bo- out. It's bothering you, it's isn't really it? It's really bothering me. Little tiny bits. I think that they've come out of a sort of um, bedding wash. Do you feel that all of the Thames Valley need to know about your washing? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I need all laundry tips and advice. <laughs> Roddy at River.radio. <laughs> no one, no email one emails in. me to help me with a quiz. Maybe they'll give me detergent tips. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Roddy, should we name that show? Let's do it. <laughs> name that show. I no idea but i like it yeah it's kind of um what does it make you think of a little gerbil creeping around dun, 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 dun. Yeah. it's really cute isn't it or something almost balletic about it if yeah I'm honest. absolutely let's listen to it again yeah. it's so sweet it's wonderfully playful <laughs> it's gorgeous now do you know what show that I little have. snip comes from Ooh idea at all. Okay, well let's hope some of our listeners do. Yeah. Don't forget I've got my leaderboard because at the end of 2021 I'm going to give a prize to the person who gets oh, the most accurate extra Christmas present. Absolutely. You can email in at joeriver.radio or roddyatriver.radio, whatever you'd like, if you know what the show that that little snippet comes from. And we're going to give you two more clips later on in the show, so if you don't know it yet, don't worry. You might be able to get it later oh, on. Nice. Right, now let's lift the curtain. Okay. I love this bit, Roddy, because we get to share with everybody what is happening. And, you know, it is quite overwhelming, isn't it, that the theatre has opened up and it's kind of come in with a flood. 
Yeah. It was like drips and drabs to start with, wasn't yeah. it? And now it's opening with a flood. The dam has lifted. It has, it has. So that's really exciting. Um, what have you got? What have you got? Well, Get Up, Stand Up, the Bob Marley story is oh. open in the West End. It's on at the Lyric Theatre. Yeah, and I did that as a Out of the Vault. Yes, Back in the day. Absolutely, back in the day. <laughs> now, it's really lovely. I bumped into a couple of the cast in a pub a few weeks ago. Um, Good. And it's really exciting that it's finally open because it's one of those ones that was on the brink of opening mm. before. Um, it's been wonderfully reviewed. It's obviously, the, yeah, the Bob Marley story. Um, and I think I'm really keen to go. Yeah. It, uh, well, if you go, I'll, I'll go. Oh, yeah, well, let's go together. Um, yeah, I mean, his music is fantastic and it's all about love. Everything's based in love, so why not have a bit more of that? Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but I mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago the Amy Winehouse experience. So that oh, was at Norden yeah. Farm. Now, I went along and Did it you? was great. Oh, fab. It was so good. The place was packed, which is really, really good. Encouraging. Um, yeah. And it, it was um, performed by, um, you know, an ex-performer uh, from um, Stars in the Rise, X Factor, Emma yeah. Wright. And uh, the company, the group that they call themselves is We Are Lioness. And honestly, she acted like uh, Amy Winehouse. Um, there was lovely tribute videos and everything, but the the most amazing thing is that she sounded like Amy Winehouse. Really? Yeah, really, really great. What, uh, now, how do you do great that? Is that? How much of that is biology and how much of that is placement? Um, I, well, I haven't heard Emma sing anything else, so okay. I'd be quite curious to see uh, yeah, sure. what she sounded in her pop genre or whatever else yeah, she did, yeah. so um, I'm not really sure. But I have a feeling that she might have even been somebody other than Amy Winehouse in Stars in the Rise. I might have to do my research on that. But anyway, really, really good. Um, and just, it was a live band, you oh. know, and you just go, oh, yes, live music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was so good. Not so least because increasingly as a money-saving exercise, shows go out with backing tracks or largely clicked with, you yes. know, a drummer and a keyboardist. I once stuck my head into the pit of a... Uh, touring show that shall remain nameless in Wimbledon, <laughs> which had about 20 people in this vast auditorium. Right. Not, not kidding. Like It had not sold. And okay. to be fair, I could see why, because I stuck my head in the pit. There were three people in this pit that could have taken 40. Right. And it was quite depressing, really. It was like, oh, well, that's no good. No wonder people, you know, people are going to shun it. It needs to bring something special to the mm. table. It's being live is mm. one of those special things. So can't beat a band. No, I mean, they are awesome. Uh, that was so good. That was so good. Um, we've got lots of uh, fab stuff coming up as well. Twenty um, sixth of November of November of October. Twenty sixth of this month. I've got so confused what month it is. I spent. I've realised I've spent all of October thinking it's November. I've just messed up all of my dates. Well, yesterday, twenty sixth of October. Oh yeah. Um, Dear Evan Hansen opened um, yes. back at the Noel Coward Theatre. And obviously they've got the film that's just come out as well. So it's going to be a bit of an onslaught of, of Pasek and Paul again. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously it's won three Olivier's, including Best New Musical. But if you haven't ever seen Dear Evan Hansen, either go see it in the film, uh, in the film, in the cinema, or go and see it at the Noel Coward Theatre. I prefer the live um, launch of you know the live yeah, feel yeah. of it. Oh, I would. Um, ben Platt, who who played the original um, on Broadway, is the lead in the film mm -hmm. with a really dreadful wig. Really? I'm not going to say. Oh yeah, it's it's and he's a little bit older than um than he should possibly be. should be, but Hang he's on, an amazing think he singer. Knows the producer. Ah yeah. Uh, anyway, but that's Dear Evan Hansen. So it's out now. Go and have a look. That's great. Now there's quite a quite a serious piece has opened up. Do you know what verbatim theatre is? 
no. I don't know why I'm suddenly quizzing you. Verbatim theatre is where a writer interviews um, one person or a whole host of people, mm. very much like Laramie Project. Yes. And then it. you channel those true verbatim stories from people into theatre and you stage it. So you nice. don't. You are using people's actual words, but you have dramatised the setting in order to create a play. Uh, well, there's one that's been created using um, people's testimonies from the Grenfell Inquiry. Oh. Uh, which is in- incredibly serious piece. Well, it's not for profit um, and it's a dramatisation of the inquiry. I mean, it doesn't start at the beginning, but it starts with the tragedy itself, which um, horrifically took 72 lives uh, in June 2017. But I think the idea of dramatising the inquiry, particularly because there's something necessarily cathartic, I think, about seeing the pain that has been caused so that we can, as a nation, move forwards to understand what what's yes. happened and the causes of it and to understand the certainly justifiable anger of those relatives who are still um, mourning their loss when it, you know when we know that horrific fire could have been prevented and wasn't so uh, that's a particularly interesting um, piece of work brings in the fire brigade control room and the council and the politics that's playing and um, Richard Millet QC is played by Ron Cook who okay. I adore Ron Cook's one of those actors who has just been around for ages mm. doing really solid work one of those people who I see his name and I'm rubbish with names I see his name I'm like that's going to be good okay when would they, we recognize his face yeah you definitely know yeah. years ago when they did the Thunderbirds film right I was like if they don't cast Ron Cook as Parker <laughs> they've made a massive mistake oh, really? and sure enough they cast they him did? as Parker oh, how he wonderful. looks like him. He's, got the, he's got the coloring oh that's um, lovely but yeah seeing this evidence live um I think probably cuts out some of because it's a, a play will have cut out some of the bureaucratic boredom of the actual yeah. um, potential process itself but I think you're going to get the incompetence the prejudice the corruption uh, so I think that could be a very interesting uh, piece to watch and where was that again? Uh, it's Value Engineering Scenes from the Grenfell Inquiry it's at the Tabernacle Theatre in London until the 13th of November and then it moves to the Birmingham Rep from the 16th to the 20th of November oh amazing that is, sounds so fantastic there's something very very different Different. Oh, yeah. um, there's a new show, The Drifters Girl, coming to the Garrick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, your face just lit up. I remember then. The Drifters. Okay, so The Drifters Girl, it, this is starring Beverly Knight as the lead, so you know it's going to be incredible already. And it's about the life and times of Faye Treadwell, who was The Drifters' remarkable manager. Ah. So we're going to have fantastic music, all the soul, great soul numbers from The Drifters, um, but obviously led by Beverly Knight, who is phenomenal. Yeah, what a voice. Uh, if you've never gone to see a show or a singer like Beverly Knight, you really need to treat yourself because you'll be blown over. She's just phenomenal. Um, November November 4th, it opens at the Garrick Theatre in London. Now, do you remember Indecent Proposal, yes, the film? Right, well, they've put it on stage. So Ooh. it's at the Southern Playhouse, <laughs> which I've always enjoyed. Um, so they've taken that 93 film with Robert Redford, who my mum would say was a bit of a dish, uh, and Demi Moore, uh, and they've put it on stage. So uh, they're faithful to the original book, even, which um, predates the film, uh, and it's a brand new British musical. That's on from now until the 27th of November. Fantastic. I mean, I know for a fact that I have been, I think I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago when I booked tickets to see Passion up at Manchester mm-hmm. at the Hope Mill next May, that there was hardly any seats left. Crazy. So we need to really, you know, get hold of this. November the 14th at the Wyndham's Theatre is The Life of Pi. Now, do you remember that film? Yeah, Based on that fantastic film. book, yep. So the, stu- the sets are stunning and absolutely gorgeous. It's been raved about um, and it's, you know, from the award-winning novel. But it looks really beautiful. I think it'll be a great 
you know, family, maybe, you know, not young kids, but family show to go and see. And that's opening on the 14th of November. Is there a tiger in it? Uh, I'm sure there will There's be. There's a tiger on the poster. <laughs> I've never read the book, which I always feel very guilty about. Yeah, no, well, we we did that in class, actually. So, yeah, it's it's a... It's a complicated story, I'm yeah. not going to lie, um, but I think on stage it will be very visually beautiful. Is it fantastical? Um, Without giving too much away. Did- yes. Okay. Yes. I'll leave it there. Yeah. Oh, intriguing. Fantastic. Um, can I give you another one? Yeah, go for it. November the 20th at the Harold Pinter Theatre uh, until December 20th, so it's a good good month. Rafe Fiennes is directing and performing Four Quartets oh. by T.S. Eliot. Do you know that one? No, I don't. No, I didn't either. So it's worth looking up. Um, it's got an award-winning team of lighting, sound, designers and everything right. like that. So it's really going to be top quality. Um, but if you like T.S. Eliot and... In here in Marlowe, for example, um, T.S. Eliot lived in one of the streets in, oh, really? at one of the houses in West Street. Is there a blue plaque? There is. Oh, nice. You must go see it. Um, but if you if you like Rafe Fine's acting, which you know most most of us do, uh, four quartets. Yeah, very good. I mean, I imagine it mentions that award winning team. I suspect he's managed to pull in a few favours, uh, get a few. It's going to be high quality, definitely. Yeah. Right. Well, there's loads more to lift out from the, uh, underneath this curtain. So let's listen to some music, and then we'll keep rifling around. Can you tell me? What it is you're afraid of Can you tell me why I'm afraid it's me Can I touch you We've been fine for so long now How could something go wrong that I can't see Cause I'm holding I won't let go I just thought you should know I am the one who knows you I am the one who cares I am the one who's always been there I am the one who's helped you And if you think that I just don't give a damn You just don't know Watch as I drown and wonder why. Are you bleeding? Are you bleeding? Are you wishing? Are you wanting what she can't give? Are you bruised? Are you broken? Are you, are you healing? Are you hoping for life to live? Does it help you to know? Well, so am I. Tell me what to do. Look at me. Tell me who. I'm holding on You say you hurt like me You won't let go You say 
Roddy, what was that song? That was I Am The One. From? I've got no idea. You <laughs> gave it to me. <laughs> and, and you gave me my cold as well. You're very generous. Oh. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Listen, I've got more amazing shows for you. Right, okay. okay. So November 15th, not very far away, the Book of Mormon is back. Oh, great. At the Prince of Wales. Now, it's not everybody's cup of tea. No, no. And so if you're not easily offended, if you're not... If you are, if you're easily offended. If you're easily offended, don't go. Yeah, exactly. Um, But it's from the writers that did South Park. And so, you know, it's it's very particular type of comedy, isn't it? Yes. Um, So that's uh, November 15th at the Prince of Wales. I've got... Now, there's an immersive show, a new immersive show that the Almeida have announced, which they're doing in a digital mixed reality. So, Mm. you know, a combination of... um, computer computer worlds as well that opens on the 21st of november now they've got involved with a group called factory 42 and sky now factory 42 as far as i'm aware are a group of people who make immersive shows or rather they sort of headline the immersive shows and then get people in who can create them so i'm very intrigued to see where they've um, who they've pulled in as co-collaborators but yeah Mm. so there's factory 42 the almeida and sky and that's opening in hoxton next month it's called lost origin and it it's about um, you've got to solve a mystery inside a quote dark web marketplace, okay. which, which does sound a bit it does sound a bit creepy. They've got a, um, their show image is a couple of bright orange lights in what looks like a watery tunnel with a silhouetted figure there, and of course that's reflected to create a diamond. So it looks quite mysterious, okay. quite intriguing, um, but it's. Uh, I'm particularly uh, drawn to the fact that this is a theatre, a traditional theatre, trying to get involved in the immersive world. Now, we've talked about that happening quite a lot over the last 10 years, where sure. companies are trying to work out ways to involve immer- uh, an immersive experience mm. on stage. Uh, Joe Houghton was talking about it in our interview a couple of weeks ago, but it's quite interesting that they're part of this. You know, the yes. last time I can think it happened on this, um, w- with this kind of profile, is probably when the National Theatre did Drowned Man. Now, that was okay. huge with yeah. Punch Drunk, but this is no one's really done it for a while so it's interesting that they're um, bringing it back and I think that's particularly because of lockdown that we seek a way to try and merge the two things and get involved not just sit in a seat passively but Mm. actually be involved uh, in an immersive show so that's at the Hoxton Docks from the 21st of November to the 4th of December that's fantastic and it's good that people can see that theatre is more than as you said sitting in a chair which is the same as watching a film you know there's got to be that little bit of something different and touchable and real and I went to a wedding at the weekend. Go on. I had a lovely time with my family. Um, I got dressed up as a chef and had to carve oh. for my table. I felt, <laughs> you know when you get that anticlimactic feeling the next day, sort of slightly wan because you've, you've seen your family and now they've gone. Um, but I had a lovely time and I was sitting next to a man who's not involved in theatre at all. He's involved in automotive engineering. But wow. he said, he said, I like shows with a bit of interaction. And then I started to talk about, you know, shows where that happens. And he went, yeah. no, no, no. He said, oh, I feel like you're getting me wrong. No, no, no. I don't mean that you have to shout out or it's immersive or anything like that I just need to feel a, a, a sort of connection something going on that I'm involved and part of it and I completely see what he means he's been to some shows right. where he's felt so alienated because yeah. the fourth wall is up sure. that it hasn't hooked him so exactly what you're saying you've got to grab the audience somehow yeah. um, Hal Chambers who we had on a few weeks ago yes. says that you want the audience to feel like they should get up and join in you know yeah. you want the you, 
stay in your seat, but you want them to feel the urge because of the yeah. power and passion of what's going on that they want to get yeah. involved. I think, I mean, I know for me as a director, I'm always, always saying saying what the audience will be experiencing. Yeah. And I'm trying to get the actors to think about that, yeah. not themselves, which yeah, is sometimes yeah. a bit tricky. Yeah, quite hard when you're training, yeah. Um, but yeah. What else is on your list? Uh, I've got a couple of things for 2022, which I'm actually really excited about. Oh, wow. um, in March, To Kill a Mockingbird is coming oh. to the Gilgood Theatre. Now, I am going to be there. <laughs> um, really excited about that. And there's um, other cast is going to be announced soon, but they have confirmed that Reese Ifans um, from um, Notting Hill Film, famously. Yeah, and uh, the rest. Yeah, incredible. Exactly. Um, is playing Atticus Finch. So uh, that's going to be brilliant. I cannot wait. And then uh, in May next year, The Glass Menagerie is coming to the Duke of York Theatre starring Amy Adams wow I know that's a huge you know um, find really I've not seen her do any straight acting or anything like that so that's going to be really I've not seen her on stage no no exactly Um, so that's going to be really interesting and you know welcome Amy to the UK when you come that's going to be really great how exciting yeah Yeah. come on over Um, now it's funny you should mention Reese fans because I went to watch the other day do you remember David Armad we had on the show Mm. he very kindly invited me to his premiere of a film uh, that was showing as part of the BFI festival and called Phantom of the Open it's by Simon Farnaby, who, if you've seen Ghosts, is the politician with um, just in his boxers. Okay. Very funny guy. He's the um, cop in Paddington. He wrote Paddington. Um, but it's about a golfer called Morris Flitcroft, right. who I've never heard of. No. But he's basically the Eddie the Eagle of the golfing world. Oh. The world's worst golfer. Just an amateur who rocked Love up, it. pretended to be a professional and had a go. It's a true story. He, he tried to go a few times to the British Open using different names. One of them was a, a German count name. Love um, it. And it stars Mark Rylance, who's very good, very characterful, and b- b- pushes right to the edge of uh, he's, stage. He's doing a lot at the moment. <laughs> he is, he He's doing a lot in this. Um, Sally Hawkins, who's just gorgeous in it. I I mean, you wouldn't recognise her. I mean, she's a brilliant actress who I don't recognise one film to the next. Reese Ifans is in it, um, and then David Armad's in it as well. It feels like... um, Phantom of the Open is almost the summer rom-com okay. that has had to just come a little bit later on in the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. It's all very bright and colourful, heartfelt, vivid 70s colours to it. I'm so. writing this down because I actually want to go see this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, she's making notes. Yeah, so when is it? Well, it's just opened at the BFI, so it's probably it's probably open in November. Oh, okay. I'm seeing that one. That sounds fabulous. Film is coming back in a big way, it actually, is. at the minute, because Joel Cohen's The Tragedy of Macbeth has a perfect 100% score on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. 100%. Uh, which is incredible. So it's Joel Cohen, his brother Ethan. He's flying yep. solo uh, from his brother. It stars Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand in okay. the leads uh, with a host of well known faces like Brendan Gleeson as Duncan. Um, and it's being praised as powerful, visceral, and it's in cinemas on Christmas Day mm. and then Apple TV Plus from January. And uh, the last thing I've got, which is cinema, is Black Widow has come on to Disney Plus. Oh, I watched it the other night. Did you? Yes, I did. <laughs> well, I, somebody told me it's the best Marvel film. Uh, well, it's rumoured to be, yeah. Do you think? Did you think it was? I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. Yes, I did enjoy it quite a lot. And I've seen all the Marvel films because of my family. <laughs> um, but no, it was great. And it was great that it was on Disney Plus and... And it's free uh, if you subscribe to Disney Plus, so that's really cool. Well, this is River Radio. You can listen on our website, river.radio, on our mobile app for Apple and Android, search for River Radio Live, and you can even tell
tell Alexa, play River Radio Live. And now it's time for our pick of the week. And Roddy, you're going to love this one. I'm going Christmassy because you know how oh, much yeah. I love Christmas. Yeah. The Nutcracker is oh. back. Oh, yay! It's, uh, the English National Ballet is performing at the London Coliseum from December 16th. And they're actually going to go all the way to January the 8th, which is brilliant. Um, age five and over. Uh, is the age restriction for that one. Um, but it's going to be beautiful, a magical Christmas tradition for all the family, over 100 dancers and musicians bringing Nutcracker to life with exquisite, beautiful sets and Tchaikovsky's popular score played live, which oh, we were talking about that earlier, yeah, about yeah. how gorgeous live instruments are. On a sparkling Christmas Eve in a frosted-dusted Edwardian London, Clara receives an enchanted Nutcracker as a present. Together they discover a magical world where she battles with the Mouse King and meets a handsome stranger. As the air grows colder, Clara and her valiant Nutcracker take a hot air balloon ride across London to the glistening land of snow, where a puppet theatre comes to life with dancers from around the world. So from the sound of the orchestra tuning up to the final bows and cheers, a trip to the English National Ballet's Nutcracker at the London Coliseum is going to be an unforgettable Christmas treat. Oh, isn't it? It sounds beautiful. It's one of those shows that for many people is stereoty- part of their absolute classic Christmas, isn't it? I think it. I might include it. <laughs> I mean, like it's... I've Make not it seen part of your tradition. ballet for a while, actually, so... Yeah. Um, I yeah. went to one a couple of years ago at the Royal Albert Hall where mm. they had hundreds of... Okay. Hang on. I'm talking about Swan Lake. Hundreds of swans. Oh, look. Listen, I don't go to the ballet very often, Joe, and I'd like to get all dressed up. Yes. <laughs> Christmas is the time to do that, really. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I think it's also nice for families to bring their children um, into that world as well. Yeah. True. You know, it's, it's fantasy, isn't it? It's because beautiful. the reason I'm a bit scared of ballet and opera is because I didn't do that as much when I was younger. Sure. And then when people tell me that they're a bit scared of going to see Shakespeare or going to even just to theatre generally, mm. I recognise that feeling because I have exactly the same with the Royal Opera House. Yeah. So like there are certain operas that newbies would, would go to or certain theatre shows that newbies would go mm. to. I think um, the Nutcracker is the perfect ballet to begin yeah. as well. So, you know, think about that, families. And uh, that's at the London Coliseum with the English National Ballet. Very nice. Right. Name that show, part two. Name that show. Right, now I, kn- now I know the song. Okay, good. I don't think I know the musical. Oh, Okay, have a, have another listen. Okay. Tonight I landed, pow, right in a pot of jam. Okay, so I know you know the song, because that's, that's pretty giving away, you know, the song title. Well, well I'm about to sing it. it. Yeah, yeah, it exactly. comes next. Exactly. It's but hard what, not to. But what show is it from? I don't know, Joe. If I were to know, what would I do? I think, Roddy, you would email joe at river.radio. Just emailing now, yeah. Yes. Yep. Or roddy yep. at river.radio. At, yep, river.radio. And get Great. on my leaderboard, people, for a lovely prize at the end of the year. Right. Um, so I might yeah. start just cheating, looking it up. No, and Roddy, oh, okay. you're not allowed to play. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but you can play the quiz. Uh, 
Okay, are we ready? I am. You're very ready. I'm a bit alarmed by how ready you are, because normally during that 16-second jingle, there's a lot of frantic, oh, no, where are the questions? And you're just sat there very calmly. I can't wait. Okay, so a little theme this time. I'd like to mix it up for you, as you know. So I'm going to describe a musical, Mm -hmm. and you need to tell me which musical it is. Great. So there's five of those today. Are you ready? Yeah. Number one. A determined stage mum will stop at nothing to make sure her daughter becomes a major star. Mm, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, number Daughters? Two. Daughters, okay, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, really, yeah. Um, so, determined stage mum will stop at nothing to make sure her daughters become major stars. Yeah. Question two, uh, or explanation two, description two. It's a modern retelling of the Greek myth of Eurydice and Orpheus. <laughs> Eurydice. Is that how you say it? yeah. yeah. Really? But I don't know. Unless, unless you've heard, you might have heard it in a sort of church Latin sung version, but no, it's not. But I don't know the answer. As you'll notice, I did this last week. I can correct the pronunciation. I don't know the answer to the question. Shall I start that whole thing again? You can cut all that out. I don't look stupid. <laughs> I reckon just sail with it. <laughs> yeah, you know you do that. All right, let's see how we go. Number three. A dancer at the Kit Kat Club finds herself involved in a love triangle. Yeah, I need to book a ticket. Yeah. Four. Eager young recruits head to Africa to introduce the locals to religion. Oh, I feel like we might have mentioned this earlier on. Mm, Maybe. And five, an English widow heads to the Far East to work as a tutor. Okay, yeah. So what are we we guessing so far? Uh, I think I might have four. Okay. So Determined Stage Mum Making a Daughter Stars was number one. Yeah. Number two, modern retelling of... Eurydice and Orpheus. Yeah. Uh, dancer at the Kit Kat Club uh, finds herself in the love triangle. Yeah. Four was an eager young recruits head to Africa to introduce locals to religion. And five was an English widow heads to the Far East to work as a tutor. Ah, I think I've just worked two out because I've okay. not seen it, but based on the title. Okay. And the, Anyway, help me out. Roddy at River.Radio. gonna sell some cookies it's not their fault that they're overprotective i was born with arrhythmia my heart is defective only take one shock and i could be dead from the fear still i'm gonna sell some cookies hike by hike song by song the girl scouts helped my heart grow strong Stop from tetralogy of failing in my pulmonary artery. When you're a girl scout, everything's gonna work out. Even if you're born with congenital heart disease and you could be killed by a random sneeze, you're a girl scout and everything's gonna work out. Just gonna ring the bell of this creepy looking house. flavors you got? Well, I've got chocolate, banana, and oat bran, pecan, Samoa's, and Thin Mints, and one that tastes like apple pie. 
Ridiculous. What show do you think that's from, Roddy? Um, Something a bit crazy. Oh, I don't know. It's Beetlejuice. Uh, I've never seen Beetlejuice. Yeah, so that's Girl Scout from Beetlejuice. I feel like I might watch that this Halloween. Yeah, that could be quite fun. (laughs) Right, time to find out how many I've got right. The reckoning is on us. Going to be okay, aren't okay. you? Okay. Well, yeah, I'm braced. Okay. So he had to uh, name the musical from the description. So the first description was: a determined stage mum will stop at nothing to make sure her daughters become major stars. Is that Gypsy? It is. Yes. Oh, oh hang on. I need to. Yeah. There we go. Well done. Uh, description two: it's a modern retelling of the Greek myth of Eurydice and Orpheus. Is that Hades Town? It is. <laughs> Oh, he's doing well today. Um, A dancer at the Kit Kat Club finds herself involved in a love triangle. Is Cabaret. Yes. (gasps) Eager young recruits head to Africa to introduce the locals to religion. Book of Mormon. It is. Roddy, this is getting exciting. Just for context, two weeks ago, one out of seven. Last week, three and a half out of five. Okay, so here we go. The fifth one, final question. An English widow heads to the Far East to work as a tutor. I think that's... The King and I. Yes! <laughs> you preempted that. <laughs> well done. Fireworks. When was the last I want time? Fireworks, balloons, doves, champagne. Oh, God. <laughs> when was the last time you got five out of five? Oh, I don't know. 1994, I think. Well, that well, went done, well. Mate. I well feel done. very chuffed. I'm particularly pleased with Hades Town, which has landed in my head as a wait a minute. Yeah, well done. I'm really, really super proud of you. Oh, thank you. Right, well, it's time for us to hack our way into the vault. Can you remember the key? Uh, yeah, got that. Right, there we go. Perfect. Uh-huh. Thanks very much. Brilliant. Ah, right. Sorry. Elbow our way Squeeze, yeah, through. Put a bit Get away. me with Sorry. my big wide head now. I've just got five. <laughs> do you All right. Rem- Can I do the roller decks? Yeah. Yep. It's C. It is. It's C for what? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yes, <laughs> That's right, and um, just pass me over the file if yeah. you wouldn't mind. There oh, gosh. Oh, well, careful with it. Screwed it up. Sorry, love. Uh, thanks very much. Right, so obviously this was, well, perhaps not obviously. If you don't know Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, I had it on a well worn oh, VHS so tape. Good. Taped off Channel 4. Um, it's from a book by Ian Fleming. So we were talking about Bond last week. Yes. Incredible. Ian Fleming wrote the book. Um, the film was then adapted by Roald Dahl. Okay, so we're talking legend upon legend. Just crazy. And yeah. the music and lyrics are by Richard and Robert Sherman, Sherman of course. Brothers. Yep. Um, and I just absolutely adore it. It's part of my childhood. Because of Dick Van Dyke being in it, it feels like it's in a similar world to Mary Poppins. Absolutely, with yeah. With truly scrumptious who he falls in love with. Yeah. We go quite quickly at the beginning from a um, very realistic, well, I say realistic, but a sort of um, slightly mythological version of Twee uh, England and lots of yes. children running around in fields. And it's all very um, pastoral. Of course, the um, actual... Um 
windmill Wimmel. is just up the road. Is it is in the Thames Valley? Yes. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Didn't know that. You're going to have to take me to all okay. these places, all right. these local locations. Um, but yeah, it starts off there and the kids are clearly just playing around essentially in an MOT garage um, b- before MOTs exist, but just knocking around um, around a mechanic and looking at mm. this knackered old car in a, in a time when cars looked a lot like boats. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very keen to have a ride in this car and their dad wants to, tra- he's, he's a bit down and out, he's a bit low on his luck mm. and he's trying to live um, he's trying to help his kids in every way he can possible, which is really heartwarming. He hasn't got very much money. And a little bit like I watched Mary Poppins a couple of years ago, watched it back, and I went, oh, gosh, you could see this. I watched it as a kid and took it literally. And I watched it and went, ah, oh, they've got no money. And she's telling them these stories through the chalk paintings. Yes. And actually it's all imaginative. You know, she yes. they, they've just been for afternoon tea and she's they've laughed a lot and they've pretended that they're flying. You know, there's yeah. a lot of it that you could see is imagination. I think that's true with Chitty as well, that they've... He's told them a story. They've got in a car and then they've imagined they're flying and he's Ooh. told them all of this. But just sticking with the figurative world of it for a minute, it's really beautifully um, really beautifully done. The music's good fun. I obviously want to be grandpa uh, <laughs> when, uh, when it's on stage because it came to London uh, into the West End on uh, early 2000s, 2002 to 2005. It was in the London Palladium, no less. Tiny little theatre with new music by the Sherman Brothers. Yes. So they yes. added six new songs. Songs. And the West End production was directed by Adrian Noble, who, oh. you, who was at the time artistic director of the RSC. That caused a furore in Stratford, who were already a bit nervous about his plans for expansion yes, on Waterside, which, which have happened anyway. But um, it was very badly PR'd, I think, in yes. the way it was presented. It looked like he was trying to sort of create Disney World in Stratford. Um, and, you know, all of these big Shakespearean directors make a lot of money on the side doing musicals, particularly opera, actually, mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of cash in those and they travel around the world doing it anyway he did um chitty chitty bang bang anton rogers played grandpa who i love michael ball was caractacus yes. Potts. emma williams was truly scrumptious carrie, carrie fletcher carrie Hep fletcher yes Carrie fletcher was jemima and it was i thought it was a really lovely show it transferred to broadway it's not um, around at the minute it's toured several times so it's toured right up until a couple of years ago around the UK yes I remember some some times that the car got a bit stuck yeah yeah <laughs> and that happened quite a lot um, because the car has to fly it and does. so there's an iconic moment where it takes off which of course a little bit like I suspect back to the future everyone's partly come to see how you're going to deal with that exactly but of course you know the, the famous part that um, in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang the movie is the child catcher as well yes so you know it's um, it has that sort of sweet and sour kind of vibe, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, but it is like a staple for children. Absolutely. And in the original London cast, uh, that was played by Richard O'Brien. Of course it was. I mean, just amazing, wow. right? Yeah. Uh, yes, I'd like to play that as well. In fact, can I play all the parts in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? But it's so much part of my childhood, uh, I thought that we would enjoy you two from the original London cast recording of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Great. What makes the battle worth the fighting? What makes the mountain worth the climb? What makes the question worth the asking? The reason was the wrong. Exactly. To me, the answer's clear. It's having someone near, someone dear. Someone to care for, to be there for. I have you too. 
Someone to do for, muddle through for I have you too Someone to share joy or despair with Whichever betides you Life becomes a chore Unless you're living for Someone to tend to Be a friend to I have you too Someone to strive for Stay alive for I have you too Could be We three Get along so famously Cause you too Have me And I have you too too Someone to smile once in a while with Whenever you're lonesome I've a happy lot Considering what I've got But you couldn't do more Than you do for your poor father Things go asunder And I wonder why you bother Could be Well, it's very exciting here on Stage Door. We have the gorgeous cast of Bedknobs and Broomsticks. They are currently in their dressing room, putting on their gorgeous makeup, ready for a show. So we have Kayla Carter. Hello, Joe. <laughs> Rob Madge. Hiya, Joe. Robin some moisture silver. Hey, correct. Is that all right? And Jessica Aubrey. Hello. Lovely, lovely, lovely to have you guys. Thank you so much. Now, on our show at Stage Door, we talk a lot about what's happening out in the country. And obviously, this is very exciting. I've seen the show and I've absolutely loved it. So how is the tour going for you? Well, I love it. I'm yeah. having a great time. We're seeing so much of the country that places I'd never think to visit, like <laughs> Eastbourne. But it's beautiful. Had a lovely time. And uh, it's just good doing a Disney musical, really. Yeah, it's great. Very cool. Anybody else? You enjoying it? Yeah, it's a really good time. I'm from Australia, so it's nice to see the country. It's kind of my first musical of this scale, so it's very cool to be doing it with this show. So have any of you done a Disney musical before? Yeah, I have. I did Mary Poppins when I was a child. Oh, really? Yeah, I feel like this is sort of a distant cousin to Mary Poppins. Stylistically, it's quite similar, isn't it? Yeah, the two films are always sort of compared in a way so it's good to do the two shows i won't ask what the age gap is between when you did mary poppins and now let's not discuss it 
Okay. Now, currently in Manchester, what has been your favourite venue so far? Jessica, what do you think? I love the beach. Um, and Canterbury just had the most beautiful little streets and all those sort of things. Lovely. Kayla, what about you? Venue, theatre? Uh, Newcastle because the dressing rooms were huge and like really bougie and I had loads of space show, which I really enjoyed. You could spread all your stuff out, huh? Yeah, my mess. City, Canterbury for sure. Oh, lovely. Now, I want each one of you to answer this one. What kind of things do you do to wind down after a show? Uh, Robin, what about you? I usually tell the truth. Usually, I read or I watch something that is like easy and repetitive. Or I read, go to bed, um, don't go out too much. Yeah, okay. Robin, you like some convincing to come to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the polar opposite. I unwind with an ice glass or five. Um, <laughs> this week on Canal Street in Manchester, which is lovely. And then, what else do I do? I'll take an acid reflux tablet <laughs> down for a kit. Lovely. Uh, Jessica, what about you? Well, as a swing, I think it's quite different because obviously if we're not going on, it is quite chill. So we still have a lot of energy after the show. So I will go out for a drink or a party. I, can't, I don't know when you guys do it. Because if I'm on, I'm like really exhausted and I take it really seriously and go read a book and go to sleep <laughs> and have a shower. This Probably. could be implying, Rob, that you don't take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I sank into my seat with shame and embarrassment. No, I mean, because I'm uncomfortable with the roles and everyone else is usually sunk into their roles. (laughs) Sunk into their roles and their seat. Kayla, what do you do? I I go to the pub and I have one and then I go home or I just go to bed and I order a Domino's Mm. and I eat it while I watch Netflix. Oh, lovely. Big question. Who is the craziest member of the cast? A jokey way or a serious way? Because either way, it's me. (laughs) Just kind of out there. (laughs) Me and Jess are like peak energy. Yeah. 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 Who's the most laid back? Robin. Suze. Oh, Suze is quite Uh, laid back. Sam? But then when he's in his... No, I would say you, actually. When he's in the puppet world. He's you. John? It's could, Robin. Could be me. Could be John. Jonathan Cobb and Robin's voice silver. <laughs> okay. Fabulous. Now, one of the highlights of the show is the incredible costumes that you guys wear. They are yeah. phenomenal. Uh, who is responsible for making such beautiful gear? Gabriella Slade. Amazing. You guys her work from Six the Musical. <gasps> and Lucky. Spice Girls UK tour. Spice Girls World Tour, Joe. Yeah, I didn't do that one. You did one of them. I did, but not that one. (laughs) Fantastic. How many costume changes do you have? Right, we'd have to think about this. Mm, I Uh, think I have about 12. Oh, no, I did count. I have 11. Six actual sets of costumes, but like 11 to 12 times in and out. We're the same. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I've maybe got 10. Oh, lazy. Yeah, you're right. No wonder you're late back. <laughs> All right, bit of a serious question for you. How has doing bed knobs and broomsticks improved or developed you as an actor? Well, I personally have never had experience with puppetry like this before. So that is literally a new skill that I can now put on my spotlight. Fabulous, um, Rob. Yeah. Right. Yeah, same for me. I've, I've never done puppetry and I'm now on two of the puppets. So it's a big learning curve and something that's very new and fun 
Jess? Never been swimming and that's been <laughs> like mad on the brain. Never had to learn so much. Honestly, swings are the most incredible people in the world. So well done, you. (laughs) Kayla, what about you? I would say I've learned loads of like random little things because it's my first like big, big, big job. Mm -hmm. So stuff like if you're in a theatre that has a lift, you're not supposed (laughs) to go in the lift (laughs) after the heart. Or during the show. And I learned the hard way things that I learned. (laughs) So what happened with the lift, Kayla? Well, I was in the lift, wasn't I? Because why would I want to go up eight flights of stairs, Joe? And then Richard, company manager, is like, Kayla, why are you in the lift, babe? I'm like, well, Richard, because I don't want to go up the stairs, Richard. That's what a lift is for. And he's like, yeah, but the half has been called. I'm like, and? And he's like, and that's a rule. I was like, well, now I know. <laughs> okay. Well, it's good to know. Good to know. Any pre-show rituals that you do? Lucas Aid Sport. Sometimes <laughs> two sometimes. Sometimes a guessing game. Yeah, guessing game in our dressing room. Okay, like, give me an example of the guessing game. It's called Guess My Fictionary. uh, And someone thinks of a fictionary. So I might say dog. Dog. Guess My Fictionary Dog. It could be. Oh, and then, well, well, then it goes three, two, one, Pluto. Pluto. Could be Pluto the dog. Might not be. Snoopy. Um, and we all say a word. We just keep guessing, really. (laughs) After the show. Yeah. I go for a run. It gets me a little bit tired. Otherwise, I'll be bouncing off the walls a bit too much. Fair enough. And before the actual show, basically, Robin starts on stage and I start in stage right. Mm. And if Robin doesn't come and say, like, have a good show, then I have to sneak onto the stage, which I'm not allowed to do, just to find him so that he says it, because otherwise that's not going to be a good show. (laughs) Robin, that's a lot of responsibility. It's a big responsibility. (laughs) I do take it very seriously. Sometimes I'll come with a handshake. Sometimes I'll come with a hug. Yeah. So one of my favourite elements of the show was the chorus singing and the lovely sound and the harmonies that the ensemble singers make. Was it hard to learn? Yes. Yes. No, for me and Robin, no. For well, Robin, yes, yes. I'm not. I can't read sheet music. I always struggle picking up music, so I have to record, get it note bashed and recorded, and then you know, listen to it back. There's but, nothing um, wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. But if ever you want to learn how to read music, just give me a call. I'll get, I'll pick you up. Joe. <laughs> yeah. I will. To be fair, that's the only reason I can read it. So just my last question for you guys is obviously Christmas is coming up and New Year. Where are you going to be for Christmas and New Year? Oh, Leeds. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, till the third. Yeah. Fantastic. And do you get a chance to go see your families or are you going to all be a family together? Bit of both, I think. I think some people will be staying in Leeds for Christmas and others. I know I'm, I'm only an hour away, so I feel a bit bad on the parents if I, if I sat <laughs> didn't care. yeah but, but we I'll only have that. Christmas day off so it's hard to get home yeah now. yeah, yeah anyway, my parents are coming up oh. where are your parents coming from Robin um they're coming from Exeter oh amazing yeah that's really lovely Fantastic. Okay, guys, well, I'm going to let you go because I know you're going to be going on stage very shortly. Have a fabulous show, break a leg, blah, 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 all of that. Um, Thanks so much Um, for your time. I really appreciate it. And hopefully our wonderful listeners will come and see you in a venue near them. Thanks, Thanks, guys. How pleasant bobbing along, bobbing along on the bottom of the beautiful briny sea. What 
a chance to get a better peep at the plants and creatures of the deep. We glide far below the rolling tide. Serene through the bubbly blue and green. It's lovely bobbing along, bobbing along on the bottom of the beautiful briny sea. What if the octopus, the flounder, and the cod think we're rather odd? It's fun to promenade, bobbing along, singing a song on the bottom of the beautiful briny sea. Shiny, 
So I've looked up the dates of these shows. The film Poppins came out in 64. Okay. Chitty came out in 68 and Bedknob 71. So you can see that they're just going, that worked, that worked, that worked. Absolutely. It's probably got something to do star-wise with them being so connected, not to mention the composers. And all to do with flying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Right, let's polish off Name That Show. Name That Show. I could sing the next line. I still don't know what it's from. Oh, come on. <laughs> sing, sing the next line for me. Play it again and continue. Go. Uh, oh, really? Oh, it's a bit high for me, but I'll give it a go. What a step up. Holy cow. They'd uh, never believe it. If my friends could see me now. Um, okay. I that, went low instead. You did. It's a bit high. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably an octave in between there as well. But <laughs> you can do it right down here if you want. Oh, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, do you want to know what musical it is? Come on, Jay, what is it? It is Sweet Charity. Oh, is it? Is that a surprise? Yeah, it's one of those ones. There's about three like that. Yes. And I don't really know what's from which. Yeah. Because well, I've never fair. I've never seen them to staple in my mind sure. which is which. Yeah. So there oh, we go. Oh, very Sweet good. Charity. Well, thank you. But we can hear the whole song in a minute. Absolutely. And then join us next Thursday at 11 on River Radio for more from, from the, the stage door. door. Have a good weekend. girls at the ballroom would never believe me in a million years if they could see me now that little gang of mine i'm eating fancy chow and drinking fancy wine i'd like those stumble bums to see for a fact the kind of top drawer first rate chums i attract all i can say is wow we look at where i am tonight i landed If my friends could see me now They'd never believe it They'd never believe it If they could see me now my little dusty group traipsing round this million dollar chicken coop i'd hear those thrift shop cats say brother get her laid on a bed spread made from three kinds of fur all i can say is wow wait till the riff and raff see just exactly how he signed his autograph what i built up holy They'd never believe it if my friends could see me now. If they could see me now, alone with Mr. V, who's waiting on me like he was a mater D. I'd hear my buddy saying, crazy what gives, tonight she's living like half lives to think the highest brow which i must say is he should pick the lowest brow which there's no doubt is me what a step up holy cow
cow, they'd never believe it. They'd never believe it. 